There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Does picking an outfit have you running a little too fashionably late? We get it. Great taste takes time. That's why Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery, has your back with the largest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, delivered in under 60 minutes. Convenience never goes out of style. So if you need to spend some extra time in the mirror instead of at the store, download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. Cincinnati's Q102, Jeff and Jen, 10 after 7, mix of sun and clouds today. We'll see high temperatures close to 70. I don't think we're going to break 70, but we'll be close. Uh, Let's see, right now it's 47 here at Cincinnati's Q102, so... Yeah, we were uh, saying at the top of the show this morning that uh, Dr. Deborah Burks of the White House Coronavirus Task Force is warning people that the next two weeks are going to be extremely important um, and just sort of served a warning out saying that uh, this is the moment to not be going out to grocery stores and pharmacies and things like that if you can possibly help it. Because uh, up on what you need. Yeah, yeah, she really thinks that we're going to see these these spikes here in the next week or two. The next two weeks are extraordinarily important, and that's why I think you've heard from Dr. Fauci, from myself, from the president and the vice president, that this is the moment to do everything that you can on the presidential guidelines. This is the moment to not be going to the grocery store, not going to the pharmacy, but doing everything you can to keep your family and your friends safe. And that means everybody doing the six feet distancing, washing your hands. Yeah, even the Surgeon General is weighing in saying that this is, you know, in in addition to the spike in cases, we're going to see a lot more deaths. It's tragically fitting that we're talking at the beginning of Holy Week because this is going to be the hardest and the saddest week of most Americans' lives, quite frankly. This is going to be our Pearl Harbor moment, our 9-11 moment, only it's not going to be localized. It's going to be happening all over the country. And I want America to understand that. Yeah, and President Trump was saying in a press conference over the weekend that uh we should all be wearing cloth face masks when we go outside. Uh, but he says he will not be wearing one because, well, you know, he has his reasons. Yeah. He doesn't want to. <laughs> Basically. <Right. laughs> yeah. you know, I was watching that yesterday morning and they kept having all these, like, I was thinking Meet the Press was on or something. We were just making food at our house. 
And they kept saying, is it effective? Is it not effective? Is it this? And I'm like, why does it matter? Put it on. Just yep. what does it hurt? Put it, put you know, it at on. This, yeah. At this point, I'm like, <laughs> okay, what if, whatever they're asking me to do, my first question is, okay, what is the harm in it? I mean, what is the big, is it a big deal to just put on a mask when you're going out? No. Yeah. So just do it. <laughs> we did a, yeah, that's, yeah, that's how I feel a, too, Jen. We did a drive-by at Grandma Holtman's over the weekend, you know, like a beep and a honk and a wave and a yell from the car. How are you doing? Are you doing okay? <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, she very, very quickly ran out some homemade masks. She's a she's a seamstress. So oh, she made I love them. her. Very That's cool. wonderful. I've been keeping mine in the car, but maybe I'll go grab it. I can show you guys yeah. later. But, uh, yeah, I would love yeah. to she's see that. got the fold and the elastic around the ears, and it's got little teddy bears on it. She's just using up old material in the basement. And- Boy, that's How cool. cute. Does she sell cool. it? I'll buy a couple off her. I'll ask her. Yeah. I'm not sure. I saw yeah, a lot see of if she wants to go on- into business. A lot of people on Facebook have been selling them, Jeff. So if this doesn't work out with Tim, you might be able to just find someone online because a lot of people have been just using up i remember the heather tenney that used to work with us right mm-hmm. her daughter um has been sewing them just from old fabric they have around their house hmm. nice that's a great project to put the kids on oh yeah <laughs> work Here, the sewing machine. <laughs> no make them do it by hand it'll take longer yeah. i would have no idea whatsoever i can't even turn the sewing machine on <laughs> Well, the good news is Italy, France, and Spain all finally saw their daily rate of fatalities drop for the first time since this started in the past week, which offers some degree of hope for the U.S., but the peak here is still to come. The University of Washington's predictive model sees the peak in the U.S. coming on April 15th, or one week from tax day, which could bring more than 2,600 deaths in a single day, and whether or not that's correct, the peak is coming in the next few weeks. I thought uh, Bill Gates, you know, who sounded the alarm on this kind of thing happening years ago, we've all seen the video with him from 2015 warning officials that were not prepared. He seems to be... Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group, schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Optimistic in that if we follow the recommended social distancing guidelines, there will be fewer COVID-19 deaths than what the White House is predicting. Well, if we do the social distancing properly, we should be able to get out of this uh, with a death number well short of that. You know, the various models that we, Imperial University, do show uh, that without this dramatic behavior change, you could even get worse than that. But I do think uh, if we get the testing fixed, we get all 50 states involved, uh, we'll be below that. Of course, we'll pay a huge economic price in order to achieve that. 
Yeah, another bit of good news, too. During his briefing on Friday, the president said that uninsured people will be covered for coronavirus treatment. Today, I can so proudly announce that hospitals and healthcare providers treating uninsured coronavirus patients will be reimbursed by the federal government using funds from the economic relief package Congress passed last month. This should alleviate any concern uninsured Americans may have about seeking the coronavirus treatment. Did you did you guys hear uh, Dr. Fauci was saying that it's it's likely that coronavirus could become a seasonal occurrence like the flu? But, no. Like he said that, but he said also, as bad as that sounds, in the future we'll be way more prepared for it. Hopefully, yeah, you know. But yeah, uh, that's what that's what I've been trying to tell my son, who's very concerned. It's going to come back every year. Of course, oh. next year will be COVID twenty, followed by COVID twenty one. And <laughs> I yeah. don't know if the numbers change or not, but he's very worried that yeah, that next year. And that's what I'm trying to explain to him. Like, this is our first time, bud. Right. With this one, we're figuring it out. We're and figuring as we figure it out. it out, as we figure it out, it's going to be because I think he just had a lesson the other day in one of his classes about the Spanish flu. Mm-hmm. Was that back in 1917 or 1918? Yeah. Or it was. Yeah. Actually. Right. Right. And so how many people died from that and how horrible, you know, that whole thing was. And so I've kind of got him thinking at least that there's one huge pandemic every hundred years. Oh, that's so. Good. Yeah, I can't imagine so. how challenging it is for like you know. We're right on I schedule. Would... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But like with our kid, you know, she's gonna be three, so it's not like she understands. Like she, you know, we don't have to explain it to her because she doesn't understand. Like she, the only thing she really she doesn't understand is like why she can't go places. Like she keeps wanting to go to Dunkin' Donuts, or she's like, mm-hmm. "Can I have a Happy Meal?" And we're like, you know, maybe later or something like that, because yeah. we're just you know hunkering down. Um, but it's like, she doesn't, she doesn't, it's, I can't imagine what it's like going through with kids. That's like where they don't understand it. They like don't how understand do you get trying them to, to get understand them. it? Yeah. Yeah. We try a lot of different stories. It's going to be so hard. <laughs> it's also got to be easy in the sense that at that age, so much is new to her because she's experiencing things for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's hard. I thing. think. This is she misses Nana. She hasn't go... gotten to see Nana in oh, lots gosh, of weeks. Right. So oh, that's been a big really thing. Hard. I bet Nana's going crazy. Oh, Nana's going crazy. Mm, we have like yeah. four FaceTimes a day to the point where I'm like, Penelope, just take the phone. You can go talk to Nana. And Nana's <laughs> in the background going, all I can see is the ceiling. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. <laughs> so your mom and dad, Fritch, have yeah. they literally just stayed hunkered down like quarantined in their home? They're not going out except to get the, the bare essentials. My dad still, even though he's retired, he still works part time and he does still work for one of the essential businesses. So he has been going to work, which is why we haven't been seeing Nana and Papa. But Nana's been doing a very excellent job of wearing a mask. And she did go, I think, to Costco or Biggs or something. Sam's last week, Biggs, Sam's last week. (laughs) And she did wear a mask and she had the gloves and, you know, their hand washing. Well, she was a nurse, so she you you trust her to be on top of things and do it right. Has she dropped yeah. off any cakes at your house? You found any things on the porch? <laughs> no, because, and no. I think if we lived closer, maybe, but I think on Tuesday, she and I are going to meet in Lawrenceburg 
Um, and she's going to put her Easter basket in my trunk and then we're going to leave it sit there for three days because that's the kind of, I guess, incubation period Mm -hmm. on actual objects. So we're going to leave it in the trunk for three days. And then on Sunday morning, when Easter is here, we will FaceTime her and she can open up, uh, Penelope can open up her Easter basket in front of Nana. Nice. That's fun. So we've been trying to do that, but it's been very, very hard because believe you me, I'm like, mom, if you want to quarantine for two weeks, Penelope can come and stay with you. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Get Papa to stay home. (laughs) Well, listen, you know, because things are so bad in the state of New York, Governor Andrew Cuomo was floating the idea of possibly instituting a draft for medical personnel. In other words, like people who are retired or who aren't uh, practicing right now, kind of calling them into required service, at least until we get through the the rough parts. How does your mom feel about, you know, possibly getting called into duty if things got really bad? I don't think that she's really thought about it that much, but as my mom loved being a nurse, loved it. So she'd step up. Absolutely. Like when someone needs their stitches removed, even to this day, she's like, I'll come. (laughs) You know, she loves seeing blood. She misses like cleaning and dressing a wound. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. I that do think that's a special kind of person right there. Dressing a wound. The world to do that, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine missing dressing a wound. <laughs> she does miss it. And she liked, you know, she loved working. She worked in the emergency room for, God, years, 19 years or something like that. And she loved So she saw lots of medicine. trauma. Because mm-hmm. wow. I think, you know, it, when you're in the moment, you're just in the moment. When you're in the medical field, like, you don't know any different. Right. Well, we heard that uh, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson was admitted to the hospital 10 days after he was diagnosed with COVID-19. Um, they're downplaying it like, you know, he's just uh, uh, she's, he's just in there for observation, but I guess these are persistent symptoms. And uh, it was a little over a week ago that he tested positive. So that's when they, that's when they call the queen into action. The I was going to qu- say, do we have any audio of that? Because I we guess do. this is the, the sixth. Yeah. Only the sixth time actually in the, the history of her fifth um, of her being the queen where she actually did a speech outside of like the annual Christmas greeting. Wow. Yeah, that is significant. The f- only the fifth official address to the nation in her 68 year reign. Listen to this. I'm speaking to you at what I know is an increasingly challenging time. I want to thank everyone on the NHS front line as well as care workers and those carrying out essential roles who selflessly continue their day-to-day duties. Together we are tackling this disease. And I want to reassure you that if we remain united and resolute, then we will overcome it. We will succeed, and that success will belong to every one of us. She sounds exactly the same as she did during World War II when she gave a similar speech. She's 93 years old. Wow. She sounds very regal. Yeah. She makes yeah. me feel very safe, though. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yes. Like, I'm like, okay, talk to me again. Why are you talking? You should be delivering the news conference, Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. What's that saying? You know, keep strong and carry on or something. Yes. Yeah. She brings that out. I feel like wow. I'm ready to fight the good fight. Me too. It's so funny that she's only given that many speeches, you know, especially if you've ever seen the movie The King's Speech. That was her father that had the stutter that couldn't 
speak, you know, that struggled right. to speak mm-hmm. in public. And they worked so very hard with him to yeah. get him to a place where he could deliver a speech without stuttering through the whole thing. Yeah. And that's just, you know, that's fascinating that she's not big on the giving of the speeches either. Well, and whenever you watch an episode of The Crown, you know, I look at The Crown as a period piece where when you watch a period piece, you you think, you know, everyone in this existed at one time and are now all dead. She, <laughs> but she and her husband are still here. They're still alive. Right. That's wild. For, I mean, my wow, it's crazy. They've and been quarantined. S- still sounding sharp as ever. For 50 years. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I wonder if she's still getting dressed every day. Like, you know, that, not that she has a lot going on, but do you th- still think she's putting on those cute little suits, you know? The, or do you think she's sitting around in a hoodie like I am? Or does she have on her yoga pants and jammies like the rest <laughs> of us? <laughs> she's probably got a, what do you call it, like a, a valet or a... Like a stylist? A chamber maid or, or someone that comes in and, you know, assists her in getting dressed and making sure she's color-coordinated. and Tightens up her corset. Yeah. yeah. All I that bet they stuff. pull her clothes out for her, and then do you think she's like, I don't want to wear that today? I'll bet you they do. <laughs> they probably get like a whole spread laid out, and she's just like, yep, I'll wear that. No, I'll wear this. No to that. Huh. Yeah. I think yeah. I want to go casual today. I want to see her hat collection. That's what I want to see. Same. She has to have just a massive hat closet. And all the tiaras, too. Like, you know, when all of the grandchildren get married or their their people get married, she usually loans them one of the tiaras. And there are, like, hundreds, evidently, to choose from. Wow. Yeah, I think the hat collection alone takes up an entire wing at Buckingham Palace. Probably. Wouldn't surprise me. Although, who knows? Does she wear any of them more than once? Oh, I think so. She's very She's, practical, the queen. She is. She's kind of frugal in the hat department sometimes. Have you guys been laying out your clothes the day before? I have been still. Like, I, that was that was a habit that I got into <laughs> just when I've been working with you guys. And even today, I was like, I'm going to put on a sweater. If leaving the shirt I had on for half of the day yesterday on the kitchen sink and then Count. putting it back on this morning when I made coffee, if that counts as laying it out, sure did. <laughs> There you go. Sure did. That counts, Tim. Well that done. Counts. Well done. What about you, Jeff? Have you been laying out your clothes, or did you ever before? I'm just wearing the same thing every day on the weekends. I just lay yeah. it on the back of the chair, and yeah, that's good. I'll I say, really hey, care. I took a shower yesterday. Ooh, that that was, I know. <laughs> you, it, was, it had been a week, so I think you were due. <laughs> Not quite, but I was working toward it. Yeah. <laughs> I cleaned my dresser off. I sent a pic to uh, Jen and Fritch because I know they have been getting on me about that. So uh, I've reorganized some piles. I've put some things away, and the rest I put in the laundry room. Looking Very good. Nice. Now I have a clean dresser on. Yeah. No, well, nice. I want a picture of the laundry room now. What does the laundry room look like? <laughs> no. I know. I we just so. move and shift. You know, that's what you yeah. got to do. When you need a specific area, then you just take everything from there and put it in another area. I get it. Ain't that the yeah. truth? <laughs> You organize one room, and then the, ne- the room next to it becomes unorganized because Correct. you just organized that I room. I just moved it. it. You just, yep, you're right about shifting. <laughs> well, Tim's wearing his bandana this morning because his hair is getting out of control, so he's got like a, a headband that makes him look like Olivia Newton-John from the physical videos. <laughs> 
exactly. <laughs> or Loverboy. I think Jen said the guy from Loverboy. Lover yeah. Totally. Mike Reno, the guy from Mike Loverboy. Reno. Yeah. There you go. That's probably a better just... description. See him in the red leather pants. I could just see it. I'm it wearing quite them. Buff- you just can't see. It's quite <laughs> bouffanty on top, Tim. I can tell the humidity that it's it's going to rain either today or tomorrow because the curls are coming out, buddy. It's, it's I'm getting just a little nutty. Waiting for you to break into a, an aerobics workout. <laughs> if you want me to, that would be I awesome. I would love it. Will you lead us in an aerobics workout? <laughs> and you one. still got that and leotard? Two. And push it. And three. Yeah, it's still in the bag. <laughs> I haven't taken it out of my work bag yet. (laughs) So Tim needs a haircut. I need a haircut because I'm all shaggy in the back here. You know, like how you had Chris. You got Chris there to shave you on the back of your neck. Is the neck neck (laughs) hair connecting? Is the neck hair connecting the hair on your head and the hair on your back? So it's all just one big solid mo- motion yeah. now. Yeah, it's like it's like just it's like the red carpet. Only it's turn around, Jeff. It's white. Let me see. Oh yeah, look at that. There it is. Oh, it's not too bad. Yeah. I bet it's it itching terrible. the crap out of you though, isn't it? It is. Does it yeah. snag on your shirt and? Yes. Yeah. I know. Are you and Kristen not touching each other? You know what? We're we're uh, maintaining social distance right now because, you know, I'm coming in and out of work every day. And even though we only have essential personnel, I still encounter people. She's staying hunkered down. We still occasionally are forced to go to a grocery store, except now in the next couple of weeks, I guess they don't even want us doing that. Um, so, yeah, we're just trying to stay as healthy as possible. We've been doing a lot of video chats. And the other night we had her entire family. Uh, I saw that. Yeah, it was uh, it was good to kind of get everybody together, and it was the first time her parents have ever done anything like a video chat. So this is like a whole new world we've opened up for them. Mm-hmm. Cool. But it's there's something reassuring about seeing their faces. Yeah. You know? Especially, it's got to be, I'm sure you're doing it for your parents, yes? Or are you just talking on the phone? No, we vi- we FaceTime probably, like I said, about four or five times a day. Yeah. Sometimes even more. My my parents aren't quite up and running on the whole. My mother hates FaceTime. She gets very upset when my cousin FaceTimes her because that's just not, she does not need to see everybody when she's talking to them <laughs> on the phone. And they don't need to see her. That's more of it. They don't need to see her and they don't need to see the house right now. Yeah, I think a so, lot of no, people who are, phone. a lot of people who are usually, uh, especially like older folks who are resistant to embracing new technology. Maybe after being isolated for a while, they'd be more open to things like this. Because I know that her parents had never FaceTimed or done anything like that prior to this weekend. So I don't are know. Are they pretty good with technology, though? Her she parents? is. Her mom is. Her mom is more curious yeah. about trying new things mm-hmm. and yeah. looking for okay. ways you to know, make her life easier. You know how I am with technology? Yes. <laughs> Apple My, doesn't fall far from the tree kind of thing. No, worse. <laughs> way worse. They are way worse. Way worse. And they'll call me with the simplest of problems, and I, I will have, I will be of no help whatsoever. And she has to call Tim and go, can you and talk she- to my mom and dad? Because I don't know what's going on. <laughs> my mom's the same way. She stopped calling me because she knew I just was getting my blood pressure raised. Like, mom, I thought, all you did was sit down in front of it. What did you do? Right, what did you right. touch? I didn't touch anything, I swear. Okay, well, it wasn't doing that an hour ago. So you must have did something. Yeah. My mom's the same way because she'll be like, why are there a bunch of threes on my screen? (laughs) Because when you were running up and down the street trying to find your package while holding your phone, I'll bet your thumb or something keyed that number. 
Oh, right. That's probably (laughs) it. Why am I? She said, I see that you've been texting me. I'm sorry I didn't answer you. I'm not getting alerts that I'm getting texts anymore. And the reason I'm the one who's handling the Instacart deliveries is because she doesn't know how to, or maybe just doesn't want to learn how to operate the app on her own phone. So I do the orders from here. So she'll send me her list. She'll text me her list. And then I take her list and I flip back and forth between the texting list of her items that she needs and going to the Instacart app and adding the items and then scheduling the delivery. If I can, oh, and that's another thing. I can't even get grocery deliveries now because they're so booked up for the next couple of weeks, at least in the Boston area. Yeah, I couldn't get any. So whatever she's got now, she's going to have to make last because unless I can find someone on the ground there that can like physically do the shopping for her, She's going to be. Uh, oh, yeah. You could hire maybe someone. Wow. How does that work, though? Do they let you do it two or three weeks out, or do they just let you do like. Up to two. And then two weeks, if they don't have any slots, they just say, we just we don't have any done. slots available. Wow. And, and they have Peapod out there, too, as an additional delivery service. Same thing. Booked solid. Mm. And they're not doing curbside, which means if you're not going there, your only other option is delivery. So oh. this weekend was. Literally me, like, trying to wake up in the morning, go see if I could acquire things, basic things like paper towels, things that I can ship, non-perishables, and then, you know, open up the boxes, seal them, address them, get them out. And all the while, I'm like, I shouldn't be going out. I shouldn't be doing this, but I got to get this stuff to my mom. She's 81. You know, she can't can't go out and get this stuff done, so somebody's got to do it. Well, thanks for doing that for your mom, Jeff. That's pretty awesome. Well, you know, a lot she of people need, are probably going through the it. same thing, they right? Mm-hmm. Especially parents who live out of town. That's a challenge. And even yeah. you, you know, your parents, they're local, but they're not close. Right. They're 50 minutes away. Right. 